Greetings, this is Brother Leroy with Carries of the Covenant Ministry, and I want to thank you for blessing us by taking out of your busy schedule to, to spend time with us. For, and I want to thank you, and I want to again, and by for you contacting the medium by which you are hearing us. And then I want to thank my partners and friends who loved ones who help make this broadcast possible. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you your word is here. I thank your word is anointed. I thank you your word opens the eyes of our understanding and causes us to see with our spiritual eyes the reality and the truth of who and what you are and what you have provided for us in Jesus' name. We've been talking about faith, faithful prosperity. Remember, when we say faith, we're talking about the God type of faith. We're talking about the faith that calls things that be not as those that they they were. We're talking about the faith that creates what we see from that which we don't see. Uh, and, and our foundational truth is, as born-again believer, we are redeemed from the curse of the law and are heirs to Abraham's blessing and God's promise of prosperity. You know, so many times I say, I, I love I love this scripture. Uh, and when you love God, with God. So when you love the words, you love God. Because remember last time I said that it, it will impact you, spiritually impact you, if you say you love anything other than God's word, which is him, and people. And actually, you know, people talk about the Ten Commandments and nothing wrong with them. There are spiritual principles uh, written down. But God, when people confronted Jesus, he says, these are the commandments that I leave with you. Love God the Father. Me, Jesus, the Son, the Word, and men. Think about that. The scripture says, God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten Son. The scripture says Jesus was the Lamb slain before the foundation of the world. So God, because of God's love, not for the earth, but for people, God so loved people, he sent his Son to die for the people so that they could have the life that Adam gave up by committing high treason, by being disobedient to what God had told him. Remember, we share, we share with you how uh, 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 Romans says, Romans 8, 2, do be not conformed to this world, uh, but be renewed by, be not conformed to this world, but be ch changed by, renewing our mind with the word of God. And so I share with you how that if you do not renew your mind with the word of God, you will have the wrong perception. And so, and remember we share with you Proverbs 23, 7 says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And remember we share with, we share with you in past how the scripture says, out of the abundance of the heart, uh, out of abundance of a good heart, good speaks, out of abundance of a heart, evil heart, evil speaks. So if your heart, if, and, and if you have not renewed your mind, see, right, renewing your mind cause, it causes you to come, your mind to come in agreement with your heart. Because your heart or your spiritual man is the spiritual powerhouse. So, the, let me say this. Wow. The level of any man's true prosperity will depend upon the knowledge of the word of God that he knows and acts upon. 
Now the scripture the scripture the scripture teaches that a believer when he born, he's born again, he has everything he needs to uh everything he needs to develop into the person, the new creation that God wants them to be. So the same way a seed has all the a corn seed has all the potential when put in the right ground and, and has the right additional things that it needs out of that. You don't have nothing has to be put in that seed, but that seed with, with all the right environment will produce everything that's needed to produce corn. Well, when we're born again, remember we read in Galatians 5, 22 about the fruit of the spirit. All the character of God is in our spiritual man. And all we need to do is feed it and give it, give that word in our heart, the right environment and we produce. So, uh, I, your prosperity as a believer will never rise above the, the words that you are willing to speak concerning about prosperity. You will never hear carries of the covenant ministry or brother Leroy come against people who have prosperity, not even the saint, excuse me, even the sinner. Because when I see, according to the scripture, when I see a sinner prospering, the first thought comes to me, scripture says uh, the wealth of the sinner, the unsaved man, the non-covenant man, is being is laid up for me. So I just see a sinner laying up wealth for Brother Leroy and the other, and the, now let me say this, the other part of the body, the other members of the body of Christ who choose to receive it. There's an account of uh, when D David uh, wanted to bless Saul's family, and 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 Saul, and Jonathan had a Jonathan was Saul's son, and Jonathan had a son whose name was Melchizedek. Wait, no, that's not. I, well, he let me, let me say it. He had a son. I, I said that's not the right person, but. Uh, 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 Why wow, it's one of those things. Uh, uh, Saul's, Saul's grandson was still alive, and so when David called Saul's grandson, and and his grandson was living in a place called Lodabar, but when when David called Saul's son grandson to the table, he didn't want it. He didn't want that prosperity. So that's why I say the wealth of the sinner is laid up for those who want it. Or the wealth of the sinner is laid up for those who are willing to take ownership of it. Because see, as a believer, you could be like uh, in, in what we call, was called as a prodigal son. The elder son was upset when the father gave a party for his brother who had gone off into sin and and when he was on he was standing outside just mad the the product the, the prodigal son's father who represents god he went out to him and the son said father i've done all these I, you know i've worked hard i've been a good son i did all these things but yet you've never given me a kid for my party the father said son don't you know or didn't you know that everything that i have is yours all you had to do was possess it so prosperity belongs to every believer if he chooses 
I, uh, over the years, I've had believers tell me it don't take all that. I don't want it. And I, I just always say when they tell me, well, I'll take your part too. Because I know what to do. And we, we read before, remember how we read in uh, 1 Timothy 6, 6.10, it says the love of money. I don't love money. Uh, and act, I mean, I even to say I, 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 I could say I lack money, but you know, I, money doesn't really move me, but it has its functions and I prefer to have it than not to have it. But see, but people take the negative. For example, I've heard, I didn't know anything about Job, but far as back as I remember, I used to hear people say, I'm as poor as Job's turkey. And after I got saved, I read the scripture. It does not mention turkeys, Job having turkey. And it does, and actually the scripture does not tell us that God took anything from Job, but people say God took things from Job. But, but when you read the account of Job, it tells us almost in the very start that the financial condition that Job ended up in was because he feared and he said. Now, remember, we, I shared with you uh, a couple of lessons back how faith is a spiritual force. Fear is a spiritual force. And that if you speak fearful words, it would take uh it would take from you. Remember, I shared how the little girl took the gum out of the other little girl's mouth. And I said, and that's what the devil, the demonic kingdom does, that when we speak evil words, it takes those words out of our mouth. It takes those words that we've spoken out of our mouth and use those words to empower them to steal, kill, and destroy. And on the other hand, I shared how when we speak words that agree with the word of God, how the, the, the Holy Spirit and the angels and the power of God takes those words and use that empowerment. Think about it. Let me give, give, take that example a little bit further. The scripture says the angels hearken unto the word of God. So when we speak the word of God, the angels hear it. They take those, the power that's in those words, the power of life that's in those words, and use it to move on our behalf. Uh, this, and this, and, and I, I, uh, this is one of my favorite scriptures. This is one of my favorite scriptures. Reason being is, it, before I got saved and growing up, uh, and maybe even now, but I was cursed. And I was told I was cursed for this reason. I mean, they had a growth. It's like, how did you, how do you, where did you find this long list of things to say that I'm cursed by? Relatives, it seemed like, it seemed like relatives were saying I was cursed more than uh, people, that, people that didn't even know me. And so when I got saved, I still labored under this idea that I was cursed. And then there was people in the church that said I was cursed because, and it's so interesting is everybody, everybody comes into the body. Nobody is born into this world being saved. We're born into this world sinners and then we receive Jesus Christ as a personal savior and then we become saved. But it's like so many people act like uh, they, were they were never unsaved and that they had this special specialness about them that they were not saved so they could put me down because I didn't act saved before I got saved. But I came across these two scriptures here and uh, it set me free. 
And I refuse to accept someone telling me I'm under a generational curse. I refuse to accept I'm cursed because of my age, or where I was born at, or any, any label they want to put on me. They cannot put me under a curse label because of this. Uh, this is Galatians 3, 13 and 14. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. Because it is written, cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. The purpose was that the blessing of Abraham would come to the Gentiles by Christ Jesus so that we could receive the promise, promised spirit through faith. Now, let me let's, let's give you another scripture. Second Corinthians 521. I'm going to read starting at 15 because I, I love these scriptures too. They're my favorite. Um, and he, Jesus, died for all so that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for the one who died for them and was raised. Um, from now on, then do we not know anyone from a worldly perspective? Even if we have known Christ from a worldly perspective, yet now we no longer know him in this way. Verse 17. These next verses are shouting verses. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, a new spiritual being. The old one, the old spiritual being has passed away and see the new one has come. Now, King James says, behold, all things are new. Everything, everyone is, verse 18, everything is from God who has reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God has reconciled the uh, world to himself, not counting the trespasses against him, and he has committed the message of reconciliation to us. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. Since God is making his appeal through us, we plead on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Verse 21. He made the one, Jesus, who did not know sin to become sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So see, I, as a believer, we are the righteousness of God. And you know, we're out of time. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you. You have blessed us and made us the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. Jesus loves you. I do too. Until next time, be blessed.